1: Welcome back all you hookers and slices out there to another episode of the Downswing Golf Podcast presented by 4Champ. I am one of your hosts, Stay and Play Clay, and with me, as always, covered in snow, is Nick the Stick. How are you hanging up
0: there? Uh, surviving. We so- got <laughs> we got six inches today, but uh, I'm actually thinking about heading down your way to play some golf this weekend. Well,
1: you're you're going to need to if you want to play some golf this weekend. Yeah. So, it's not too bad down here. It was, uh, it, was, it was like in the 50s today and no snow. So,
0: Yeah. But do you think you'll be able to play this weekend with your uh, – I know you're recovering from an injury.
1: Yeah, the wrist is still kind of uh, a thing. Um, I'm going to play hockey on Wednesday. We'll see what happens there. All right. Um, I'm going to tape it up. I'll have a better idea from that. But I'm going to – i'm gonna give it a shot even if it feels bad i think i still can give it a shot on on this weekend because because when i went to like the simulator when i swung last time i swung clubs which the wrist was pretty much feeling the same then it is it is now i was having no problems with with irons like i could swing and hit irons like i was feeling fine it was really when i took out the driver and like took you know a lot of torque on you know the wrist or the swing uh that the impact of the driver with the ball like you know vibrations up the shaft or whatever i could feel it in the wrist there but who knows the goal is the goal is yes we're, we're gonna we're gonna give it a go we'll see we'll see what happens maybe we need to tape it up maybe we need to take uh some ibuprofen but we'll uh we'll give it a go
0: or maybe we just need to not fucking swing for the fences Wow. Every time, every time, wow. every time we pull the driver out of the bag, you don't need to fucking brace in, uh, try to drive the green. Um, and, but uh, fun is that, yeah. You don't need to hit bombs every time. I mean.
1: To be fair, though, that is pretty true, especially with the course we'll probably be playing because there's a limited amount of courses that are open this early, regardless of the weather, just based on, you know, people, you know, workers being able to get a course ready this early. Yeah. Um, and the that course, it's not a long course. You can get by without a driver pretty easily. Yeah. So, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of fun taking out the driver. It's kind of fun. Oh yeah. Sometimes you just can't help yourself.
0: No, we all, we all want to, but that's like even the hardest thing about me playing indoor virtual golf is like, how do you not like, you know, go like swing hard and like see how far you can hit it. And then I think that's one of people's main issues or problems with uh, coming out in the spring is like they, they swing too hard because, you know, we're all watching golf on TV and we want to do that, but we got, we got to build our body up, uh, you know, back to where it was in July and August last year. Yeah, we've had we've had a couple months off. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> and I live up north. Like I've uh you know, I've made a few swings at some virtual indoor places, but right. uh yeah, I've not played around to golf since uh, October. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so I uh no, I I think hitting irons, hitting chip shots, hitting uh uh, putting. I mean, that's what I try to, like, start out the season with is just tempo, rhythm, you know, balance. Um, well, and even like you said, with your wrist, I mean, just um, maybe that, I mean, that, that'd be a great place to start. And even this week, you know, just keeping me heads up, uh, do some little chip shots and see how it feels, um, you know, before and after Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll go out
1: and chip chip a few balls.
0: Well, that would help me. That would help me as I'm trying to help you figure out if uh, if I should uh, head down and uh, see you this year. We could, we can get our first round in and then uh, bring, you know, talk about it to all of our loyal listeners next
1: week. Yeah, because it's. I mean, it's a big it's a big event for for us Midwesterners, or us Northern folk. Uh, you know, the opening of the golf season. Yeah, it's. You know, I know there's people who play golf year round you know courses don't close but it's not the case for us it's like opening day for us and and we've been locked out for months but now there's an agreement courses and players are in agreement we're ready to get back to playing um so yeah opening day is it's it's basically here
0: (laughs) yeah one thing I was going to ask you at one point was, do you do you enjoy your time off? Like, uh, obviously, we're forced in uh, in the north Northwoods of Wisconsin to take time off, but um, I personally, I mean, I enjoy a little bit of time off, and that's also when I hear players take a month or two off. Like, I mean, I think it really rejuvenates uh, you know, yeah, your passion for this sport. Yeah. And we've talked, we've talked
1: about that before. And I know you've brought up like your dad who, you know, plays all the time and like he, you know, he was in a rut, you know, a couple months ago or whenever it was. And it's like, Hey, you know, maybe take a week off, maybe, you know, get your mind away from it. So you come back refreshed. Um, yeah, like I, I don't mind taking some time off. Um, the the many months is a little too long yeah but no i do enjoy it. i agree i do enjoy or maybe not enjoy but i do i do understand uh that it's beneficial i think at least for me mentally to maybe take a little bit of time off downtime and focus on something else and it helps like during the winter well all year i guess really but especially during the winter <laughs> <laughs> like i do I do play hockey, so that I got that like taking yeah. up my mind and taking up my my body, so you're a two sport athlete there's yeah right i'm I'm just a pure two sport athlete out here, um so at least like I have that to kind of yeah. you know keep active um, like if I didn't have that, if I wasn't doing anything in the, in the winter, like golf was my only thing i yeah. I did it probably would suck a lot more. Oh, than, yeah. it, than it does But For me I, I do feel like Because yeah I grew up I grew up playing A whole bunch of sports So I'm like I'm used to kind of Switching yeah. gears in, in the seasons Especially up here Where we actually have seasons You know You go from Okay it's baseball season Time to play some baseball Oh now it's football season Oh Yeah i going to play some basketball Or, or whatever when, Yeah when, when did you start golf? I don't even know If I recall that I started when I like I started probably when I was around eight-ish, like I yeah. swung clubs, but like, it was only like a f- few times a year that my dad would take me out to a course and yeah. I didn't, you know, it, I didn't like, I wasn't a part of a junior thing or program or anything yeah. like that. And, and basically so throughout- what the- was your main sport? Uh, when I was young, like, like youth? Or in high school? So, so youth was, I would say baseball and then, and then high school was football and then college was football. Yep. Um, and golf
0: was, Did, did you play a lot of golf in college?
1: No, I did. I did not. I, I don't think I played, I probably played maybe once a year in college. Yeah. Um, and like high school, I maybe played a couple. Like throughout most of my life, I only played like maybe a few rounds a year, every yeah. year. Um, it wasn't until like after college when I started picking it up again. Yep. Um, so, and so yeah. basically, I went from being, you know, throughout youth being kind of like baseball and, and football, ended up after college going from those two sports to hockey and
0: golf. <laughs> Yeah. I just switch switch sports. Yeah. But No, that's that's great. No, you're you're a super athletic guy, so that's why you're uh, you're doing well at golf and um yeah, just continue to strive with that. So no, interesting. Yeah. But I'm gonna blame uh your wrist on the football. Uh there's no <laughs> way golf would have caused that. Um uh, so if you wouldn't,
1: uh, uh, like, I mean, it it very well could have been a hockey thing. I don't remember. There wasn't a single incident that I remember, but it could have been something that I just like shook off in the moment, you know. Yeah. Like maybe I, you know, ran into somebody, and I don't
0: know. Who knows? Yeah, but we're dealing with yeah. it. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I I still think it was it's Carpal Tunnel it from uh, you. You know, you and I are keyboard jockeys. Might be. Uh but uh we'll see. It might I just you be- to get better by the summer and then uh yeah, we'll figure out this weekend. Yeah. I mean yeah.
1: I've got I mean I've got goals for this summer, you know. I'm trying to trying to put a good showing at the at the Zealot, you know. and then yeah, we got and, and then I got, you know, my trip in the fall, my uh, my little loop around Lake Michigan. So I gotta I gotta figure out I gotta figure out the rest by then. Like it's gotta, yeah. gotta figure it out.
0: So yeah, at some point you'll know, hope I mean just you know, God willing you can do it. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean in worst case for this weekend, you can always caddy for me on Sunday.
1: That's true. I I'm probably a pretty good caddy. I've never done it before, but I'm I'm sure I could be a good caddy. Oh yeah. I don't think I probably 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 don't, you know, don't don't have me read greens. I probably won't help you there. You're probably a better green reader than me. I'm not going to give you any information that you don't already know is what I'm saying. But I can, I could, you know, I can hand you a club. I can clean a club. I can rake a bunker. I well,
0: can for that. on the green, I would hope you would hand me a putter.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Uh no i know with the green reading no it's funny because my father-in-law caddied for me uh a couple of years ago uh in the or at last year uh in the 2020 20, uh, zelich and uh no it was, he's not he's just an average golfer but it, it was funny sometimes he would just validate and i i do think there's value in having a caddy there uh the, the pj tour pro, pros that they just they enjoy the conversation right. they uh, You know, the caddy knows them intimately and knows when to, like, keep them focused, you know, when they're doing the pre-shot routine, but also, you know, just lighten the mood. Like, a caddy is like a psychologist, a, uh, you know, a physical trainer, uh, everything all in one, you know. And people talk junk, you know, that they make 10%, um, but I think they provide a lot of value, you know, to these... Golfers, um, you know the golfers are making all the swings, but I would argue that you know they they really can't do it alone. No, it's such a it's such a mental
1: game. Yeah, at, at that level, like with with the with how thin the margins are for you know for everything at that level. Yeah, you need to you need to be able to be in a good mental state, and yeah, I I do think caddies are, are big in that sense, especially you know. Like they got to find the right, the right way to communicate for that player. And that's why you see players kind of go, you know, to and from caddies um, from time to time, you know, if things just aren't working out for whatever reason. Um, but like, it's, yeah, it's a, it's an important thing for caddies to do to maybe not necessarily give, you know, say, Hey, you know, you should, sh- you should hit a, you know, an eight iron, like a little trap draw with an eight iron in this one. Or maybe it's just like confirming that, you know, the player's like, yeah, I'm thinking about a trap, draw, trap draw eight for this whole location. And the and the caddies, you know, you know what? That sounds good to me. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. The whole
0: validation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. And it, I mean, And the caddies, I think, bring a lot of value to finding the yardages and they're like, you know, the last time you hit this, you were short, you know, you've been pushing it right today, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, but sometimes I draw, uh, you know, well, and hopefully the caddies for on on, uh, the tour level, you know, they're they're around. Yeah, uh, they work
1: with them all the time. So they know them.
0: (laughs) What? I was only going to say that um, they're around the players when the players are actually getting swing instruction, because I do think there's a distinction, like, you know, the, the, the swing coaches, yeah, uh, yeah. what they bring to the table and like, you know, but the, the caddy can remind the player, um, you know, cause sometimes, I mean, it's, it's just the eye of the swing, the, the swing coach. And, you know, you know, you just don't want to be the caddy that tells the player the wrong thing at the wrong time. Like, Oh you know, I think your right elbow is flying up, and the, <laughs> the player tries it, and he's like, "You know." Now he's now you got
1: him thinking the entire yeah. time about that.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, there's a reason. There's a reason the the only three rules for a caddy are show up, keep up, and shut up. Yeah. You know, yeah. except for on the tour level.
1: Okay. Uh, I think I think another big thing is is probably just strategy, right? having a game plan, you know, coming into a tournament with a game plan, with, you know, the player and the caddy talk about it, confirm it, and then, you know, over the course of the tournament, you know, the the caddy can remind the player, hey, you know, we want to do this on this hole. You know, this is, we talked about, we're going to hit a three wood on this hole because there's too much trouble for the driver or something, or we could possibly reach it, especially with these wins. Um, Like, just kind of give them reminders in that sense um, or even just as conditions change like we saw this weekend at the players how ridiculous conditions were right it's like dude we're not going to be able to make this green in two so let's just you know we don't have to kill the driver up you know this we can we can play to we can hit a safe shot off the tee then hit to our yardage on our second shot because we're not going to make the green and then hit a good wedge from there and, and try for a Try for a birdie, you know, um, like there, like things like that. Um, I think is very invaluable for caddies, but but yeah, it's it's ultimately a you know a player by player thing because there's plenty of players out there like Lee Westwood who just has he has his wife on on the bag, and he doesn't rely on her for pretty much anything, like you know, golf wise. Um, well, I mean. that was that's an example like there's there's others same boat i'm just i'm just saying like
0: oh yeah
1: you know like he doesn't he doesn't really talk to her about like strategy or anything it's like you know give me here i i want you know the nine iron you know and like that's pretty much the conversation right yeah. He knows what he's going to do. He knows what he wants to do. He's going to do well, it.
0: Well, and she, she's and only been she's there on, for the, support. on the bag for a year or two. And, like, I mean, he's, you know, he's in his late career. He's in, he's in the twilight of his career.
1: Right, um, but he still had some good finishes. And he's even, I mean, he's even said, like, having her no, on, he I think he took second last year in the, in the players. Yeah. like And he's even said, like, having her on the bag has really helped his mental state. Uh, So even though she's not, like, you know, really talking, you know, golf or giving advice or, you know, really in the weeds in in that sense, just having her there is really helpful for him, even if he's, like, making all the decisions. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, there's always the side that, you know, you need to take your mind off the game uh, between uh between shots you know you can't just you can't it's hard to grind for five hours mentally and so sometimes just having someone you you like and you care about and i mean you know she she's not hard to look at she's a cute clubhead um <laughs> that uh, uh club head cover um but now she's seems to be doing like uh, he's had a, a reinvigoration yeah. of his career
1: yeah last like year or two he's He's been up on the leaderboards a little bit more. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, yeah, five-hour grind for four straight days is, is tough. And for tournaments like this weekend, for, you know, five, five days, you know, for freaking like all the hours of every day. <laughs> yeah
0: uh yeah that was quite the grind uh yeah no it's interesting nowadays just because like there's like even the last year or two like i mean there's i mean now tour caddies have lasers so they don't need to walk off as many yardages but they can't obviously use the lasers during the rounds but and then for a while uh players could use uh really detailed green uh, books yeah green books and now they're gonna take that away so it'll be interesting how that changes but um I think the Masters has
1: already done that, though, right? You could only use. Their I think green they marks. took those away like last year, if I'm remembering correctly. I could be wrong, but I feel like they were well, ahead of. Been, Larry, you were
0: no better than me. I wasn't there last year. But you've been to Augusta? I have. I have, been, yeah, I'm, I'm, so, uh, I'm well known around it those So when I came to Augusta, I'm going to default to you.
1: Yeah, well, right. Yes, I'm the the expert in the Augusta,
0: um, if you will. No, they, they might and they, they would be the one tournament that would do that. Right, right. Um, that would say you can't use these books because yeah, I mean I mean, I don't know if it's the Bryson rule, but to me it is, that he just had so detailed I mean I'm sure there's other players, but he just always had that detail like down like every section of the green had arrows and like not only arrows, but it had like like point one, point two, point three right, like yeah, degrees um, of slope. One to one, two, three, four degrees of slope yeah yeah so he was reading greens not by feel but by his science you know he would measure them scientifically during the practice rounds and then he would have that right um so yeah some of that is a little bit interesting to me um but speaking of caddies um and this weekend like cam smith the one thing I, I watched the, a lot of the round today, um, his caddy, I don't know how he did not pull the driver out of his hands on 18. Cam Smith hit on 16. He hit a duck hook. He had like a two-shot lead. Yeah. Hit a duck hook on 16 into the woods. Granted, he was probably trying to draw it. He was confident. He was right. feeling the ju- he was feeling the juice. But then on eighteen, he's got a three shot lead. Like, why not hit a fucking three wood like Paul Casey <laughs> did? You're gonna have two hundred in, but you're probably got some adrenaline. Um, and like, like you don't want to hug the left side. No. So, so you're gonna miss right. But the driver puts you in the fucking trees. Yeah. And then even when he gets in the trees the caddy like you know Paul like uh he's got he thinks he has a good punch out yardage but why are you why would you ever punch it through the fairway into the water
1: like I don't think he was trying to punch it through the fairway into the water
0: why would you even be 30 <laughs> yards close to it
1: no I I, I I hear you I agree it was uh like, it, it, it almost it like it almost really cost him he had to hit a really really good wedge shot after that. I mean, he hit a really good wet shot after that. Cause, but...
0: Yeah, because Keegan Bradley did not get up and down. He did the same hole as Cam Smith, but he did not get up and down. He doubled. So if Cam Smith doubles, then uh, him and Anurban Lahiri are in a playoff. Right. You know, if if Cam does not get get up and down from 90 yards, which the tour average, I mean, I would I, – I, I would not say it's 50% from 90 yards. I don't think, like, you know, the majority yeah, of the time you're not getting is not up and down from 50 yards. Like, um, so your average is low. But Cam has a very, he's hes better than the average bear. hes He has a very high tour average. We'll have to look at that. We'll have to fact check ourselves <laughs> um, uh, what Cam's up and down average is. Not only, like, but I kept hearing today his, his putting within four to eight feet. He's number one on the tour. Yeah, he was he was really good. This, 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 well, <laughs> I want to this say this week, weekend, but. <laughs> this week, this year? Yeah. He's, I think he's number one on tour from yeah. four to eight feet in strokes gained.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, he won, you know, early in the year. He had that record-breaking tournament. Yeah,
0: 34, you know, 34 under. 34 at the,
1: under, and, you know, he's he can score. Um, exactly. And then and found a way found a way this weekend in some tough so, condi- conditions.
0: Yeah, no, I was just a little frustrated at, at him and his caddy. <laughs> at him and his caddy. I thought he played 16 pretty well once he got into trouble, but then, like, when you have a three-shot lead, like, just pull a fucking three-wood right. and just, you know, do, hit the fat...
1: Yeah, do what... I mean, do what JT did last year. Well, maybe maybe not do what JT did last year. He had a five-wood, and he, you know, played, played a little... Little stinger draw that almost went into the water, but
0: oh yeah, oh no, JT <laughs> will tell that was cutting it
1: close. But, JT
0: will tell you he got lucky,
1: right? But but like he took a five wood, right? He didn't he didn't take out the yes. driver. He, you know, Cam Smith didn't have to. uh, He didn't have to like bring out the the driver. He could just hit a, a straight five wood or three wood or something and put it just put it in the fairway. Um, because I will say that he hit a. F- Flippin' amazing shot on seventeen. I mean, he he mentioned that he pushed that a little bit. He wasn't actually aiming to to stick it there.
0: <laughs> I, I'm glad you caught that too. Uh, he that yes, he was aiming at the left side of the bunker and he pushed it. Yeah, but uh,
1: you know, it reminds me of uh, reminds me of little little Ricky Fowler at the yeah. Players. Yes. You know, those. Well, it was like three times he just hit darts on seventeen during the. Yep. You know, to that same pin. Right, the final round and then the playoff goals. Yep. Um, which, I mean, Cam Smith, he has five PJ Tour wins right now. Ricky Fowler has five PJ Tour wins right now. They both won a, a player's. Yeah, the, the I mean, they both had mullets at some point in their career. Um, I mean, the similarities are striking, really. Uh, I think I think Cam Smith has some more wins coming for him though, in the near future. I think that's that's where the differences are. But otherwise, I mean, they're basically splitting images of each other.
0: Yeah, I mean, Cam, <laughs> Cam, uh, you know, did well. Th- this, this, you and I consider this the fifth, fifth major for sure. Oh yeah, it's the fifth major. Um, it's the fifth, until, we I mean, we
1: already called it. It's the official fifth major.
0: Yeah, it's hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, you can't have a twenty million dollar purse. Uh, Dude, second place won like two million dollars, more than most first place tournaments. Yeah,
1: it's a fifth yeah. major. It's a major.
0: Yeah, deal so, with it, people. I, I agree. I wonder. We'll, we'll see when the rule books ever change. Um, no, so I agree with you. Um, and because Cam doesn't have a major, he he's finished high in the last couple of years on a couple the Masters in particular. Um, no, I. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, like Cam agreed is his he's trending. He's it's more likely he's going to have a hot few years. So it's just a matter of time, like um, just to see how he finishes in the major. But all I wanted to say was with all your similarities with, uh, Cam and Ricky, my biggest one is their putting stroke. Um, that's what I kept focusing on today is they, they have a very similar, their, their elbows are in, um, they, they a very similar grip and they just, their, their stance, their stance is very narrow and they just go back and they, they open the club, uh, putter and club head and they, and they just rotate through it. And that to me as, in my opinion that's like one of the like the, the thing that i'm watching and see and their biggest similarity other than the the accolades <laughs> and uh and the mullets
1: right right yeah and the uh, occasional mustaches
0: yeah different different swing oh yeah for sure but but they're both very good putters yeah no because i was putting in my living room today like and em- emulating the two of them um I mean, do you agree that their putting strokes are similar? Oh yeah.
1: oh yeah, I, I mean, they like you said they they definitely the stances there, the, the the you know elbows in the just the kind of conciseness of it a little bit.
0: Yeah, um, this but, not like a, but
1: not like a pop. You know, it's not like a it's not like a pop. It's you know, it's
0: it's just a they're both little. Really, they're both pendulum. really good putters. Yeah. They don't pop. They they stroke no, it.
1: Yeah, it's a concise little pendulum move, and
0: and it works. You know, but it's significantly significantly different than I've done, and like like players like Kevin Kistner, where they have a wide stance, right, and they, and they try to go so technical back and through. Right. Uh, Cameron and Ricky are very you know feel players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not wristy with their stroke, and they don't pop at it, but they. They really they stroke it and they open and they 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 square and they close. They, there's a there's a uh, a momentum or a alignment to their swing.
1: Yeah, and I think honestly, you know, thinking back with with me and my putting struggles over the last couple of years, um, where I feel like my putting has gone downhill. And I'm not saying, like, I was ever anywhere close to the kind of putters those guys are. But when I was feeling, like, my best at putting, I've, I have I definitely was more of a field guy rather than focusing on, you know, mechanics or technicality. Now, I, I do think maybe, like, some of the shorter putts maybe could have been better if I had better, you know, mechanics or whatever. But especially with, like, maybe longer putts or or putts that broke you know I felt like the feel really helped me a lot more than say the last couple of years where it was just I I didn't have any feel like for whatever yeah. reason and I've been trying to you know get back you know yeah. from that yeah so, that's a really good awareness of you yeah putting, putting is definitely an art I feel it's just from green reading to 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 making the swing, basically. Um, you gotta feel, you gotta, I mean, you have to, you have to know how far or how much, you know, how much weight you're putting onto, onto the ball with your putter. You know, you gotta, to get the right distance at certain, you know, lengths. And, you know, how, how much is it going to, you know, obviously Bryson has his, his math, you know, with 2% slope does this or whatever, you know, but, but like, you know, with, with grain of the grass, with you know how maybe how dry it is from the sun throughout the tournament, making it faster. You know, just kind of there's so many variables that you're thinking of um, on you know a, a on the ground. This isn't you know hitting a shot through the air, and you're thinking of wind or whatever. This is a relatively simple thing. It should be pretty simple, right? It's something like kids do, right? They go to you go putting. You know, mini putt or whatever. With like, people do this since you know, since they're kids. Like everyone, even if they're not golfers, people go to and putt. Like it's something people can relate to. Yeah, everybody's,
0: everybody's been to putt putt.
1: Right, and it's it like it seems like it should be such a simple thing because it's the shortest distance you're you're hitting a ball. It's on ground. Like you're not dealing with hitting it through the air or anything like that but it's not it like there's so many variables and it's such a it's such a it's such a crazy thing i feel like it shouldn't be as difficult as it is but it is i don't know i don't know what else to say but <laughs> that's like how i feel
0: about it. it's yeah cutting is you know, think is interesting <laughs> yeah and at the moment I'm feeling the only thing I wanted to say was just that it's, to me, it's like 60% um, art and 40% science, because I do believe in, in the science of, um, you know, evaluating the the characteristics of you know the, the the grass the the weather the precipitation and then but most importantly is the science of your your stance your mechanics you know your you've measured um you know how much your ball pops off the putter head for like the loft and the lie and then you but like you want to keep like your body steady and still for the most part, but then you still need to stroke it, and then you need to feel that moment and be and have practiced those like those moments and those distances and like I mean there, I mean I think there's a reason why players even that we watch do not putt like the uh, the the uh, like like more more players don't putt like Bryson and and the the putter the uh, like a ping putter robot.
1: Right yeah that
0: they, that they don't they, they don't try to look like a robot they 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 try to stand comfortably
1: yeah yeah and and there's definitely like obviously mechanics are important right you need to yeah. you need to be able to consistently hit the ball you know in the middle of the club and base. that's Otherwise, the science right. Because otherwise, like, you know, if you you miss hit it, it's the ball's not going to be online. It's not going to have the right power. It's just it's not going to do whatever you plan for it to do.
0: I agree with what you said that, like, kids and women can and like people like the average nobody can go to a putt putt and make a hole in one. That doesn't mean you can make a six-footer at the player's challenge. No,
1: I mean, but everyone's familiar with the motion of putting the ball. Yeah. The motion. Not everyone's gone to a driving range and swung a club and and hit a pure shot.
0: Yeah, I can I can go sit at a piano and bang on the keys. It doesn't mean I'm, ma- I'm making right. music. Right.
1: Right. But right. I no, I agree. I, I, I mean, it, I mean, some people may think it's like avant-garde music that you're making. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But um, but it's like, you know, when, you know, even Masters, Par 3 tournament, you see players with their kids out there. The players, they hit the tee shot, and then they have their kids, you know, putt on the green. Right? It's something anyone, like, anyone can do. Because it's, because you don't have to hit the ball far. You don't have to hit it through the air. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's an accessible part of the game for for everyone, so everyone can like basically relate to it. And yet there's such a difference, like you said, between, you know, people who are putting it mini putt for, you know, you know, casual fun on a Friday night, and these guys who are winning three million dollars, you know, for the players, you know, making a six foot butt to win the tournament. There there's such a gap for something that seems so simple on the surface
0: yeah i mean and, and that, that's the number one reason why the, the the quote drive for show and putt for dough has always been there and um i actually love it um you know the the tour there's been a lot of domination last year uh Whatever, however many years you want to say, five, 10, whatever, um, with, you know, you just bomb it. You know, the long bombers are the ones that are, end up being in the top 20 on the, you know, winning big checks and 20 in the world rankings. Um, you know, the farther you can hit it, especially because you just dominate the par fives. Well, yeah, and you,
1: then you just get more shots gained from the longer clubs than you do for putting, basically.
0: Yeah, and, and not that Cam Smith is short, but he's just such a good putter. Yeah. Um, I like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, driving is statistically more important in terms of, you know, driving it long gives you, you know, less yardage in, so you have a shorter club in and you should be more accurate with those. Um, but if you're going to win a tournament, you still got to putt well. If you're not putting well, you're not you're not winning. And for a guy like yeah, Smith, who's been really good at putting this entire year, like he doesn't have to be the best at driving. He can put it into the woods or whatever on 18, even though he shouldn't have even come close to doing such a thing. He can yeah. put it in the water when chipping out of those woods, and can I mean he didn't have a long putt on 18, but I'm saying like he he well, can recover he can from something to like it that. Across. Yeah, Jason Day made, like, an 80-something foot putt this weekend. Um, yeah. You know, you, you have guys saving uh, – freaking, I don't know if it was Sam Burns. When he was – he was still kind of in contention there, I think, on on Sunday. Um, I think he was, like, tied for lead. And, and, and he had, like, a par putt on 16 from the other side of the green, and he made it. Um, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be birdie putts. It doesn't have to be eagle putts. It can, you know, par saves, from, you know, six feet all the way to eighty feet, you know, making those, is, just as important, uh, to keeping a round going, to keeping a tournament going, to keeping yourself in contention. It and it's just, I know statistically it's not, as technically important in terms of shots gained as driving but i still feel like putting is i mean it it makes or breaks people it makes or breaks tournaments
0: oh 100 i just i think i always think that the 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 long hitters nowadays like um, they're going to be in contention every week, and all, all that matters is whether they make their putts that week or not. That, um, uh, because it just comes down to who makes the most putts. I mean, Cam Smith had ten birdies today. It's just incredible. He had so he had like fifteen one one putts or something like they're like his stats that they were going over on the new on on the telecast were incredible um you know and then when dustin was putting well he was number one in the world and killing it you know because i mean the the long hitters do turn par 72s into par 68s because they dominate the par fives but they week in and week out it's all about who's getting putts to fall yeah and you know and then it's just building your consistency with the putter over uh, over a season or a stretch or whatever, like a career. Um, yeah, when when you're making your four to eight footers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cam Smith, Smith had 24 putts in his final round. Yep. 10 birdies. That's that's nuts. <laughs> it's yep. absolutely nuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I always like to look at that. I can't remember how many greens he hit, but like with with the recognition that he hit so many greens, like right. I mean, that, that he had, that he had 10 birdies. Like, I mean, um, to me, greens and regulation has always been the number one, um, uh, uh, focus or the number one, uh, indicator of like how well I'm going to shoot, you know, um, you know, you can miss fairways, but it depends by how much, and it depends how deep the rough right, is. Right. Um, if you're hitting greens, um, yeah, you just, you gotta try to make a few putts. Um, but yeah, he, he just lit it up. 24, 24 is incredible. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nuts.
0: Yeah. He's been playing well for a while. So, um, And speaking of all that, uh, I think you cleaned house this week. Uh, You had uh, Rory McIlroy, who finished at minus three uh, over my Colin Morikawa, who missed the cut. I did not expect that. This is a... Um, uh, ball strikers golf course uh, uh, people who are target golf oriented I'm surprised with Colin Marikawa but you beat me there and then you also beat me my dark horse your Victor Hovland beat uh, minus 7 beat my Justin Thomas um, just uh, couldn't quite get it all together you you're pretty happy about beating me both? Oh yeah. absolutely
1: always am yeah um, no it was you know Justin Thomas had he probably had the best round on Friday of anyone when it was yeah. absolute terrible conditions out there. I mean, he, yeah. he made some just incredible shots. It looked like everything was going his way, but this weekend or this, this tournament was basically like, he was either playing really great or just really terribly. There was no in between for him. Um, but he, I mean, he had a very good chance. It looked like halfway through the tournament it was like, he has a really good shot at defending his title, I thought, and I honestly I thought he probably was going to, um, but they just kind of fell away.
0: That's that's a that's a stretch. No no one's ever defended the players, and and there's a reason because it just I mean there was there were so many people within three shots of the lead. Yeah, but like he but he was right there. Like he
1: he yeah. was in contention. He was that there. goes to him. Yeah. Um, I mean, but to be fair, it's not just the players. Like how many how many tournaments. Do you see where the defending champion wins again? I know there's a couple, but the the vast majority of tournaments, you, the defending champion doesn't doesn't successfully defend his title.
0: Like yeah, you get a new I, champion it's basically it's every year. Last week, I did not think he was going to defend. I just think he was he was going to beat and he was just going <laughs> to beat you.
1: Well, well, he wasn't going to beat Victor Hovland. Victor was the victor. Um, you see, uh, you see how. I know he wasn't one of our picks, but you see how Russell Henley started the the final round there? A double bogey on number one and then an albatross on number two.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw the albatross.
1: (laughs) And then (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, And then... Did he end up throwing his club into the water? Was that Russell? Or was that someone else? Who threw their club into the water? I don't remember. But, yeah, yeah, we'll have to find it. <laughs> there was a, l- a lot of frustrated people. It could have been anyone, really. Speaking of yeah, things just in the water.
0: Casually, I, I saw the clip <laughs> just casually through their club in the water.
1: Um, yeah, we did have a bet for balls going into the water. Uh, and this I, is where we need our audience's help. Yeah, we, don't, we couldn't find it. And maybe it's too early. Maybe they haven't totaled the numbers, which is bull crap because they have the numbers. Uh, um, Matthew Wolf threw his club in the Matthew water. Matthew Wolf, that's it. Yep. How dare I think it was Russell Henley? Yeah, seriously. How dare I? Anyhow, uh, yeah,
0: balls in the water. Last year, 66. first person to uh, uh, message us on uh, social about how many balls actually went in the water <laughs> for the total 2022 tournament uh, gets a, a free sleeve of balls. Yep. Uh, yeah.
1: Instagram or Twitter at four champ. Message, uh, but yeah, we don't we don't know the number, so we can't we can't confirm that I swept
0: Nick this week, um, quite yet. I'm confident you did not. Probably not. There was 29 balls in the water on Saturday alone. Yeah, but but that's when the the day was the windiest, yeah. and I think they were combining second and uh, first and second rounds there. Well, yeah, it was. I, I mean. It was tough to keep track of the rounds
1: throughout the oh, entire yeah. tournament. <laughs> I mean, it yep. was, you know, you're watching the, the second and third round on, on Sunday. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so last year, 2021, there were 66 balls in water. I guessed 42 for this year. Nick guessed 50. It's probably closer to 50, but we don't know. And like we said, if you message us with the correct, total if you inform us what it is because we haven't found the number yet uh, let us know we'll send you a free sleeve of golf balls to get your uh, 2022 golf season started if it hasn't already but so far so good for me in those picks this week two out of two that we know of but probably not a sweep but I'll take it I'll take it
0: so yeah well done Um, Should we make our picks for the Valspar?
1: I think we probably should. I think we should. Valspar.
0: Keep her going going as we uh, lead our way to the first major of the year. I know we're both excited about that. Well, I mean, I know, well, the
1: first officially recognized major. I mean, players is, I mean, like we said, it's the fifth major. Yeah. But the traditionally first major of the year, the Masters, coming up in under a month, we're almost there. Just a couple re- more tournaments.
0: I really like the way you did that because, yeah, as we come into the second major of the year, now we uh, and I even sent you a clip. There was uh, another. Uh, it, it, we're not the only ones that think this way. This is uh, this really should be a fifth major. I mean, do you, do you think they should change the like, like the like Hall of Fame, like everything that this is a fifth major, like. Right now, on the results. record, that that like you know when they when they go back and look at like Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas and everyone's career. I mean the PGA the Players Championship only started in '82, right? Right. Um, but should this count as a major
1: win, or is this you and I? I'm counting it. I'm counting it as a major win for Cameron Smith. He is a major champion in my book. Ricky Fowler is a major champion in my book. Anyone who's won the major or won the players in the last 15 years at least is a major champion in my book. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I think it would be easier to just say all the way back to '82, anyone who's won the Players is a major champion, or add one to their their major total. But are you ready, it, are you ready to die on this hill? I no, I'm I'm not going to die on on this hill. Um, but I do think at least recently, you know, you you can't you can't really say anymore with the with the purse that it is, with the field that it is, like how can you not say it's 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 not a major? You know, at least from, you know, going forward, it, it's a major. And I think it's been a major for quite a while, even though it hasn't really been recognized as such.
0: Yeah. No, the, the players, I think, take it th- that serious and they, they want to do well, obviously. Um, you know, with, the, with I mean, the, the good players show up for the money, obviously. Yeah. Um, but historically, like, yeah, it's just how do you go back and rewrite the, the history books? Well, here, here's the thing.
1: You know, what, you know what makes this easy? Like... What? The LPGA, the women's game, they have five majors. So let's just say the men have five majors, too. It's not that big of a deal. It's not a far-fetched idea. It's not like majors have to be four. Correct. It's five. It's fine. It's the Players' Championship since its inception. I mean, there's only one Super Bowl major.
0: and one World Series... Every year, I mean golf has four of them. Yeah. Now the now the question.
1: I think the biggest question, though, if we're gonna say it's a major, which it is, how do we how do we how do we discuss the Tiger Slam? What do we think about that now? Because he didn't win the Players during that stretch, or at least at least I don't think he did. <laughs> I guess I haven't I haven't confirmed it, but I'm assuming he didn't. <laughs> Um, but, you know, we talk about the the Tiger Slam is holding all four or, you know, traditional majors at the same time. Um, if you had the players into that, that's five majors, you know, um, has anyone done it?
0: I don't know. I don't think. I mean, no, Tiger, Tiger no, would I be mean, the only know, one. started in 82. The only other players would be like Jack and like, you know, Ben Hogan or like, um, you know, way old school players. And it just, uh, the players' championship wasn't around. That, that's where it's hard to rewrite the rule books of like, because the other four majors like have been around for so much longer.
1: Okay, so Tiger won it in 2001. So
0: he had it. He had the Tiger Slam, so he still had it. Yeah, because the Tiger no, Slam
1: started in two thousand with the no, because
0: he he would have lost it in two uh, 2000.
1: No, two thousand. No when when was when was that tournament? Tiger <laughs> Slam was
0: two thousand. He started in two thousand.
1: Okay, so yeah, it start his so he started in 2000, 2000 U.S. Open. Yeah was when it started. You know, the 2000 yeah. the Open, 2000 PGA Championship, and the 2001 Masters Yep. Yeah. was the final, you know, of those four traditional majors. The 2001 Players' Championship was held in March, which... He won. W- he won, which was before the Masters tournament. So he had all five at that yeah. time. Yeah. Wow. So the Tiger Slam... Still holds up, even if the players is officially named the fifth major since its yeah. inception. Crazy. So you don't, we don't even have that excuse like oh, but the history, like the Tiger Slam, or you know, like we can't just you know change all that. Why not? Why not? Nothing really, nothing much really changes.
0: There's always going to be people that say, well... It uh, is. That Jack didn't get a chance at a fifth major.
1: So what? So what? T- times change. If you really want to put an asterisk by, like, modern era of golf, or, or whatever you want to put. I don't know what the modern era of golf is, technically. Um, but, you know... Say the I mean the tiger era because I mean <laughs> the go- the game of golf really changed with tiger um, <laughs> PGA pj Tour in terms of of winnings, you know money and, and everything uh, popularity like did you have you know the old age you know in the early 1900s up until and then he you, you know had you know guys like Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas come around and that was kind of more he kind of got to the more of a modern age of golf. Um and then and then Tiger Woods hits and like completely changes it again. So so there's like this is a – that's a new era. If you if you really want to pick out things and say, you know, and compare history, because this happens across all sports. Where like, oh you can't compare, you know, today's NHL with the yeah, with the eighties or whatever. Now they have like, a
0: three point line. Now they move the
1: yeah, three point right. line. Like that happens all the time. If you really want to put an asterisk by it's like, hey, in the tiger era or whatever you know um, or in the pre-tiger era the, you know you, jack Nicholas won the most majors the in the four major era he won the most majors and i mean he still i mean he still could have the most majors even cuz i don't really, i don't know how many players championships that tiger won um
0: I think I would bet Jack still has it because I don't I, I remember he, like, Tiger winning more than one or two. Yeah. So um, I like all, all I'm gonna say is I need to put more thought into it. Like the fact that you and I have like, I mean, not even unofficially. Like a lot of people call this the fifth major, which is fine. It's just I'm also a. Uh, you know, a golf historian. I, I believe in the history. Um, it's just not fair that Jack and Ben and Arnie didn't get a chance to play for four majors, and it's just the fact that play for five because there's only been four, and they're like, um, you know, four has just been the tradition. Like, I love the fact that the new modern era puts so much emphasis on the Players Championship as far as like Hall of Fame because. Because of how valuable it is, it's just, it really just rewrites the rule books. And I'm having an inner conflict. But it, ha- like it happens all the time. Like, I'm just it, having across all sports. sports. I'm not as invested in football and basketball as I am in golf. I, I hear you. But, I mean, the times
1: have changed with golf as well over the course of time. You know, talking about, you know, the Open, talking about the U.S. Open, like all the history of all those. All those tournaments, yeah. things have changed. I know. Um, things change. Things change. I agree. And, like like I said, it, I mean, you can very easily, you know, denote this as a difference when comparing. And and here's the thing. So, Tiger won two majors. Or two, uh, sorry, two players. So, he would have 17 majors total, you know, adding those two players championships. Yeah which is still short of Jack Nicholas's 18. Assuming Tiger doesn't win another major, which is I mean I'm not not saying it's never going to happen, but it's it's highly unlikely he wins another major as much as I'd love to see him win again. Yeah. It's it's a very good possibility that Jack Nicholas will still have that record. And I mean, but when it comes down to it, like nobody's you know, nobody's going to, you know, forget about Jack Nicholas, even if, you know, say Tiger wins another players or something, or another two players, and and surpasses them with the the five major total. Not at all. Like
0: nobody's going to forget you're just, about. You're Jack. are just Nicholas. trying to create like benchmarks, and and to measure people on an equal playing field. <laughs> So that, you can have, of so that you can have the conversation <laughs> of who's the best ever no. of Tiger or Jack or Ben or Dustin, or like, and I don't I don't know why I put Dustin on that Mount Rush <laughs> on that Mount Rushmore. Um, I mean it's Jack or Tiger.
1: Those are yeah. it's 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 one of those two guys. Yeah. It, and like, but they played in different eras. Yeah. They play with different clubs, they play with different types of balls, different course lengths, different, you know, just different situations. I I personally don't care who's the greatest ever, quote unquote. They're both fantastic golfers. I grew up with Tiger, so I connect with Tiger more than I do with Jack. But I'm I'm not here saying like like anyone who's worth their weight is going to forget about Jack or not know about Jack. He's been so instrumental in the game of the modern era of golf from not only playing, but also his, you know, course design, just in hosting tournaments. Um, Like, like I just don't see it as something that's like going to change at all. Even if like the numbers change.
0: The Jack Tiger?
1: Yeah, say like say Tiger somehow surpasses him with major totals, or major wins. Like, if you add the players with it, right? I, like, I don't think it's really that big. I mean, people talk about, you know, Barry Bonds and freaking Mark McGuire and the steroid era, and do those, you know, count as breaking Mickey Mantle's record or or what about Hank Aaron's, you know, seven fifty-five, you know, like there's debates for everything. I don't, I don't think it really matters at the end of the day. I love Arnold Palmer, I love Jack Nicholas, I love Tiger Woods, I love Tom Watson, I love, you know, newer guys like Ricky Fowler, and I like Rory McIlroy. Not saying those guys are anywhere close to the others, but, but like. A golfer isn't just judged on on the amount of majors they won. It's about how they impact the game and how they impact you as a fan or as a you know an amateur golfer or, or anything like that. And they're all going to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, maybe, <laughs> but all, all the big names are right. They're all there. They're all getting in Shrine. They're all noticed.
0: Well I just like, I just don't think, just... think it's
1: a big deal. <laughs> There's five majors. That's end of end of this discussion. <laughs>
0: man you you just touched on so many things and i don't want to like go down a rabbit hole at this moment we, we should finish up but um you know the jack versus tiger debate is the big one that we started that with and that that is a big one because um you and i are biased because we watch tiger and i think and i sometimes i think that uh the baby boomers are biased because they watch jack sure um, and and the one record they have is the majors and so is that does that trump all the others because tiger has all these other records and like when just when you when you equalize even like not including the players but like i think tiger wins when you include like u.s junior amateurs and amateurs which for your age level, because Tiger won three U.S. junior amateurs and then three U.S. amateurs. So if you include those at the amateur level, which golf has a great history in the amateur level, though, if you really include those as majors, like Tiger wins. But it's just, it gets really sticky for golfers and like it's hard. And so I guess you can, you know, position it differently for like, you know, different sports. But I, I get really sticky about, you know, Golf, in particular, um, you know, and these other athletes are like I don't, I don't mind changing to a five major year and then just having that line in the sand and saying, you know, pre pre four year and pre five year, I mean, it'll create more money with majors. You know, obviously the players already like giving the players the most money The bet we know that the best players are showing up for it and they, they give credit to the hall of fame for a, for a player's championship. It's just, yeah, it's tough. Uh, um, with especially tiger and Jack, um, you know, who is the, who is the greatest of all time. Um, and my, my only thing I'll finish with, with that, with Tiger and Jack is that, um, I just think the fields, the fields were deeper for Tiger. Um, you know, uh, Jack, you know, he went to a tournament every week and there was only five players that could beat him or 10, um, legitimately. And Tiger, you know, Tiger, had you know 20, 30, 40 depending on the age of his career because he changed golf. he legitimately changed golf and how people train for it. So yeah. that th- that's my opinion. yeah but I you
1: those debates are gonna continue even if you keep just four majors. And they're gonna still happen if you have yeah. five majors. They're not going away, regardless. So, in that sense, there's five majors. That's we're moving forward. That's that's my opinion. Yeah. Like there's like that's not a sticking point for me. I agree. Because it's gonna happen. Those arguments are gonna happen regardless. So, let's let's make Revelspar velspar picks, eh?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: That's, yeah. uh, that's been oh, that, that's, that's a tangent. I, think that, I think that was a healthy conversation
1: <laughs> it was it was it's a little a little bit longer episode this week but uh-huh <laughs> it, was a, it was a good good conversation good um, good tangent so the Valspar so yeah. so you're you're going first you got first pick and we'll go we'll go back to uh you know the the best man the dark horse and then the the trunk slammer yeah. Uh, but yeah, Valspar, you know, it's it's the tournament right after a major. So, you know, the field's not as great. But uh, Yeah,
0: well, I'm gonna, I'm going to start it off easy. Let's just get it done. Um I like Stan Burns. Um he okay. really impressed me this week. Um yeah, this is this is a major. He just had a great showing um and, you know, he he's the defending champion, so I think he's at least going to have a good finish. So, now you get two picks.
1: Yeah. As Sam Burns was—I mean, he was—he was right up there. Um, we'll go with—we'll um, go with Dustin Johnson. We'll go with DJ. I you know he's kind of been struggling as of late, but maybe—maybe uh, he's—he's about to about to step out of that. Story. He was actually
0: doing really well uh, for a lot of the
1: tournament, and then just had a couple stumbles. Right. I'm just saying, like in general, you know, he's yeah, he's you know, he hasn't been the Dustin Johnson. Not had a before.
0: DJ typical year.
1: Right. Um, but that can turn. He's the type of player who could who could turn that around pretty pretty quickly. Um, oh, and then my uh, my my dark horse. I'm gonna go with a good old Louis Hazen
0: Louis Oosthuizen. Yeah, I like it. No, I really like that. I always have loved Louis' swing.
1: I had a. I had a chat. This was months ago. I had a chat with a, a, a Tinder match. And uh, she said she, she said I reminded her of Louis Hazen. No joke. What? And I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure I look more like Troy Merritt. And then uh, she unmatched me. So, yeah. That's how that went.
0: But That's as far as that went? Yeah. You disagreed and told her? Yeah, she was. I, I don't think she was. She was so wrong. She was. <laughs> Was so naturally wrong. <laughs> I called her out
1: on her wrongness, and she just could not handle it. Yeah, that's a that's that's basically the story of my uh, my Tinder life, right there,
0: my, my my Bumble life, whatever you want to call it. Uh huh. All right, so I'm gonna match you. Um, I'm gonna go Xander Shoffley. X-Man. Uh, for my, well, is he? Is he not even Dark Horse? Is he? I mean, I wouldn't, call him ex-
1: I, w- I wouldn't call him a dark horse, but if you really want him, I'll grant you him because, you know, I, I pretty much swept you this last week, so I'm feeling pretty generous. Yeah. Oh, it's up to okay. you. Though. It's. I mean, you're the one that has to sleep
0: at night. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with Xander. All right.
1: He'll be sleeping like
0: a baby. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> um. And then the trunk slammer.
1: You got slamming the trunk come Friday. Hopefully the weather's a little bit nicer this weekend. It's actually Friday that people are slamming trunks, but
0: you never know. Um, I'm going to go with Mark Hensby. He looks like my old uh, head pro at the golf course in uh, Twin Peaks, Colorado. All right.
1: All right, and then for my uh trunk slammer i'm gonna go with andrew mccain mostly because he looks like he just woke up on the wrong side of bed in his profile picture but all right well nice long episode all i got yeah uh thanks for listening Hope, if if you did hang with us through all of that um but yeah we'll uh See you next week. We got a, we got a golf show. Might go do this weekend. Yeah. Might come down and, and play some golf in some warmer weather. Get out of the six inches of snow that you got up there. So. I'm gonna try. Yeah. I if hope. that if that happens, we'll talk about that next week.
0: Yep.
1: Um, but yeah. Till then, uh, stay safe. Hit them straight. Peace, love, and birdies. Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 19. 19-
0: It's just not a fair oh, fight. Oh, hey. No, it really isn't. Roger <laughs> I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. <laughs> yes, sir!